everybody. Welcome back to the Bowfishing Buzz Podcast, Season 1, Episode 3. And this is all about bowfishing tournaments. My name is Matthew. I'm here with my good buddy D. Schmitty. Hey, everybody. This might be a long podcast. It might be a little lengthy. <laughs> we are joined by our first Bowfishing Buzz guest. Mm-hmm. We've got the vice president of the Wisconsin Bowfishing Association here with us. And along with the vice president, he is a 2018 Wisconsin Bowfishing Association Big 30 Team of the Year captain, Mr. Jody Bagulki. Congratulations, man. It's a pretty cool honor. Absolutely. Cool Thank you. Thank you. Cool deal. It's cool and to be here. Well, we appreciate you coming in. Now uh, We've got some beautiful temperatures outside. It's probably negative uh, 10 right now with mm-hmm. the wind chill of, what, uh, 35 below? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, should we go bull fishing tonight? I think I'd like to hit the water. <laughs> Good yeah. luck with that. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Good luck with that in Wisconsin. So we're going to just ask Jody a few questions on on some of his tournament stuff and, and what he does to prepare for tournaments and what he looks for. So um, we're going to get right into this, Jody. So there's going to shoot you away some questions. So All right. The floor is yours, buddy. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. I don't know how many secrets I'm going to give away <laughs> oh, here. But. We're not expecting any of those. No, no, no. Yeah, I'll just run through some of these questions, you know. Talk about any side stories, anything that comes to mind. Matt and I are going to chime in as well. We can't help but talk sometimes. <laughs> so uh, the first question, it's going to be a very basic one. When did you start the sport of bull fishing? Well, I actually probably shot my first fish with a bow in the late 60s. Wow. Really? <laughs> wow, that's cool. When I was a kid, they used to commercial fish Castle Rock Lake. And they one of the things that my uncle and I used to do is, uh, you guys are aware of the canoe launch in the state park. Yep. 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 Well, that was there way back then. Obviously, it was just a dirt road. But they <laughs> used to back semis right into the water, right there at that launch. And they would bring their boats up and unload all the fish into the semis. They had an actual elevator set up, and then the guys with these big John boats would head back out, and we noticed that they had bows in the boat with them. These were rough fish. Yeah, they were just, they were taking carp out of there, literally by the semi loads. Oh, my lord. And one day when we come out there to watch them, we noticed there was a bow laying on the bank, (laughs) and what happened was one of the commercial fishermen had set his bow down and left it there. (laughs) So we picked it up and actually we come back the next day and uh, my uncle you know i was probably only six eight nine years old at the time something like that and mm-hmm. he offered to get you know he said hey we found your bow laying here in fact i still have that boat today oh the guy my ended goodness up telling us we could keep it and it was a ben pearson with the old metal brackets and the drop wheel they called them parallel wheels yep. at the time and yep. a, a, a bear Spool on sure. there that you had to hand wind the line on, and he appreciated us trying to give it back to him. But he said, "No, you guys keep it." Well, that was so, neat. Oh my yeah, gosh. That was cool of them. Because at that time, you know, we didn't. We're like, "What are they doing?" You know, yeah, we had no idea. Yeah, so, they yeah, looked pretty foreign. Yeah, it was. Hmm. Yeah. You know, and people ask me all the time about the size of the carp, and I don't remember. I don't just, remember that. I just remember that it was literally semi-loads. Oh, they my would, Lord. That they would take out of there. Oh. So. So, so that body of water has been infested with carp. Even back in the... They were taking truckloads out back in yeah, the 60s. It actually got really bad 
then right after they quit doing that. No kidding, sure. Really bad. Yeah. In fact, I can remember in the 70s, we had a meeting at the local uh, Legion where the DNR came and they were trying to get local sportsmen trying to figure out what to do with the carp population in, in the lake and... You know that that was <laughs> that was obviously pre nighttime bullfishing sure, was sure. not a thing then. Wow, well, a bad thing for Castle Rock, but a good thing for us bowfishers. Yeah, right? yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wish we were doing this back then. Yeah, yeah. that I'm would kidding. be a blast. Wow, <laughs> yeah, wow. that's cool. Hmm. That's that's very interesting. Uh, the second question, Jody, is uh, when did you start competing in bowfishing tournaments? I think the first time that we shot a tournament was probably in 2014. That year we had, uh, I had took my old trapping boat and built a deck on it, and I always had either my daughter or some other kid, and we would go out fishing, and then we noticed that people were doing it at night, and so we started rigging up little... <laughs> 27 watt 12 volt lights on the boat and uh, we heard about it. there was going to be a tournament on Castle Rock Lake yeah. and we're like wow we can do that <laughs> That's your body. That's your your home body water, right? Back then, I had a little sixteen foot John boat with a deck on it, and uh, and uh, I actually would stand in the back and push around with a push pole while Tess and Noah would shoot, and uh, we decided to go shoot the the tournament and. And uh, believe it or not, we shot seven fish. Oh, seven wow. fish. <laughs> and we shot one before it got dark and uh, one during the night. And then, I don't know if you remember, but that year it got really cold and the fish just disappeared. And, mm-hmm. of course, back then we had no idea. And, right. I, and we, I was pulling that boat with my Jeep. Oh. my little Jeep, you know. And we put that boat in in about five different spots, you know. We, oh, wow. We thought, oh, we can get into spots. All these guys with these big fancy boats, they're not yeah. going to be in yeah. there, you know. <laughs> and actually, the canoe launch again, we put in there just before it started getting light in the morning. And we thought, look at that guy over there. He's stuck. He's way back in the cattails with that noisy-ass boat, you know. <laughs> well, here... That's where the fish were, was oh, back in the cattails, because sure. yep. you know, we didn't know. Mm-hmm. So we actually, I push-pulled the boat back into the cattails a little bit, and they would shoot at the wiggles, you know. Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. We ended up with seven fish. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's cool. That's but you fucking... know what? I know when we got back to the weigh-in, them guys didn't want to weigh them fish in, and I said, no, that's part of the deal, you know. Mm-hmm. And we weighed them fish in, and because we weighed them fish in, we didn't fish finish last that's oh, right there yeah, was right. probably six or seven teams that didn't weigh anything in you know because yep. they were embarrassed about what they shot sure and that's part of the game yep oh, yeah. exactly. if you're gonna get that's, in it you know well it's it's part of the deal right i mean that the tournament's not over till you weigh your fish in you mm-hmm. know yep not only that but to see the other teams that are coming and to see what they did to see yep. how their night went you right. know oh absolutely um, to congratulate those teams and that's where you meet a lot of new friends in bow fishing also mm-hmm, at bow fishing tournaments I know I've heard a lot of stories of guys who go out tournament night oh they have a bad night of bow fishing they think oh, we're not going to do anything at weigh in let's just go home well here to find out all the other teams had a rough night surprise, too it was just, surprise. A, it was just yeah. a tough night in the water yeah. and here they find out you know at tournaments they're always giving stuff away mm. maybe they even happen to place in the money somewhere or maybe they won a drawing of some kind yeah. that they didn't get to have because they didn't think that they it was worth it to go back to weigh in 
You know, yep. we, we hear stuff like that all they the time. They realize, man, we could have taken fifth or fourth and got some gas money. Exactly. Right? Yeah. I actually have seen that a lot. Absolutely. Guys have left and mm-hmm. they would have placed. Yep. So when you're shooting in a Bovington tournament, no matter what, <laughs> go back to winging. You never know what the night was like for everybody else. Right, right. Yeah. Next question here, Jody. Have you traveled outside of your home state to compete in any bowfishing tournaments? Yeah, actually, uh, we fished quite a few tournaments in Minnesota. From my place, you know, I live right on the interstate, and so it's only an hour for me to get to the Mississippi River. Oh, sure. Wow. That's one of our favorite places to shoot is over there. Uh, John Laska out of Minnesota runs a really nice uh, series over there. Each tournament has a little different format. They're a lot of fun. It's a bunch of good guys. They're not huge tournaments. You know, they're 20-boat tournaments. Mm -hmm. Um, Yep. But one of them's held out of... uh, Well, actually, I think the weigh-ins are all held out of uh, Winona. Yes. But... um, Yep. One of them is uh, part of Iowa, and then they come up, and they all... One of them's dogfish, one of them's buffs, one of them you have to have five gar in order to weigh sure. in. So he mixes it up a little bit. You just can't yeah. go up or just carp. No, and yeah. one of the tournaments this year was a, it was a small, might have been like a small 15 or something yeah. like yeah. that. Mm-hmm. And actually, Johnny Hevel from John's Custom Bowfishing Boats uh, shot with us. and <laughs> uh, We came in with like 300 pounds oh, of <laughs> <laughs> in this small 15 tournament, we had found some really big gar a couple weeks before oh. that. In fact, we broke the state record. Uh, mm-hmm. We would have broke the state record three times in one night, but we shot the biggest one first. Okay. But we shot three fish that night that were bigger than the pre-existing gar. Wow. State three in wow. one night. Three in one night. And wow. I, in fact, we come back to the tournament that night, I believe we had uh, 150 some pounds of others of others of others oh my gosh <laughs> that's crazy that's yeah that that's very cool <laughs> bonus fish and we also went to i went to uh, oklahoma last year and shot mm-hmm. a tournament on the uh on the grand river sure. it was uh called grand river monsters and yes we went down there and shot a bunch of six pound buffs <laughs> <laughs> but that was a lot of fun uh adam toboyak and Dustin Bursky went with me, and and uh, it was a good trip. Yeah, I remember you telling me about that trip. You had a good yeah. time. And you went down there because of the, uh, the points also, points for Potion Team of the Year. I did. I it was I went down because I knew that it was supposed to be a big tournament, and yep. I could score a lot of points. And, mm-hmm. and uh Dustin and Adam and Noah went with me and it was it was it was neat to shoot a it's always fun to go to a new body of absolutely. water yep. and yep. see if you can't figure it out absolutely the biggest mistake we made on that tournament was they allow you to shoot the night before the tournament uh oh <laughs> and so we did and you yeah. didn't shoot the, did, and did the, you shoot a big one we shot a lot of nice oh <laughs> not, man no not 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 nice for what we're used to sure. but still we shot a lot we figured that we were running about a you know a 15 16 pound average yeah. you know and yep and uh <laughs> it was so funny because we were having trouble with my outboard and and uh 
we stopped at a parts store, and a guy seen us in there, and he come out and started talking about the tournament. He goes, you guys here for the tournament? Yeah. He says, it's going to be rough. He says, it's going to be rough. Eight-pound average is going to win it. And we all kind of looked at each other like, oh, really? Oh, oh wow. wow. <laughs> well, problem was is that apparently that lake doesn't reload or... <laughs> It was just a really bad night because yeah, yeah. our there was no big fish. There was still a lot of fish, some smallmouth buffs, you know, a lot of that. Nothing like the night when you were. I don't think we shot a fish over like eleven pounds, you know. That's a carp. Yeah. Wow. They were buffs. They're what? Oh, buff, buffs. Little okay. buffs. Yeah. All right. You know the the funny thing about that tournament is there's no pre-registration. It's a uh, big twenty only. Okay. And it was $20 per person to enter the tournament. Many, However many people are on your boat, yep. that's how you, you do it. And it was a massive thunderstorm for oh. about three hours before the tournament and right up for the first couple hours of the tournament. 51 boats oh, wow. Oh, wow. showed up and signed up for that tournament. The guy told me there would have been close to 100 if it wouldn't have been for the weather. Oh, that's wow. great for not having to pre-register. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yes. yeah. He said they don't... They don't pre-register for their tournaments, and that lake actually has uh, big grassies in it. We were kind of hoping we did see one, but we didn't get a shot at okay, it. Okay, sure, sure. So you've shot in two other states besides Wisconsin for tournaments? Well, Iowa, Minnesota, okay. and Oklahoma. I have shot. I was gonna say, have you shot other states besides just shooting tournaments? Just going yeah, down I went on a trip. I went on a trip down to uh, Kentucky one time. Oh yeah, yeah. I In fact, that. I had to call you <laughs> while we were down there. We had been down there for a couple days and hadn't seen a big head. Yeah, the elusive and, big head. Yeah, and, <laughs> and I, I uh, that I, that's a cool story. You uh, you sent me a, a map with a pin on it. Yeah, and kind of had to make a promise that I wouldn't show anybody <laughs> that spot. And of course, I had two other guys with me. The president mm-hmm. of the WBA at the time, Jeb, was with me. And yep. Eric, Eric Coggin was with me. Mm-hmm. And we decided to run over to this spot. And as we're going down the river, I had my phone on with the the screenshot of the pin. Yep. And Eric had his phone on. We were both on the Google Maps, you know, and we're going, we're going down the river. And I'm like, turn left, turn left right here. And he turned the boat left. And I said, shut the motor down. And I could see we were literally coming right onto your little pin that you had on the <laughs> on the river. We shut the boat down. Got up on the deck, flipped the lights on, and right there, we all three got a shot at it. Oh, wow. <laughs> it was literally on top of your pen, right on that corner. Wow. See, I do help people once in a while. Yep. And That's just so cool. you know, about two minutes after that, I deleted the picture <laughs> and the message off my phone. I remember <laughs> I don't know if it was you that called me or sent me a text or Eric but I know you sent me a picture with a big and you said hey man thanks a lot this is my yeah. first big and I was like you know that's what it's all about. Absolutely. Right yep. yep. That's what it's all about. You know it's a cool deal. You drive that far you want to get an opportunity you're driving 12 hours to go bow fishing. Yeah. And you shot your big heads and that's a cool thing I think. Absolutely. Know, to help, sure. To help somebody out and give them a little advice once in a while mm-hmm. in bow fishing. As long as they hold up their end and they delete that <laughs> pin or that picture. <laughs> and, and, and Jody did. Yep. Yep. <laughs> yep. Absolutely. <laughs> One cool thing that you do Jody you've been shooting with Tess and Slimer for a long time, and they were young kids when they started bow fishing. How how did that start? 
you know, I, at the time that I started nighttime bow fishing was when Tess was that age when her and I were doing everything together. Mm-hmm. And Slimer um, was just a local kid that I knew. Uh, I know his parents, who we've been friends forever. And I, I'm involved in an organization called CAMO. It's K-A-M-O. It stands for Kids and Mentors Outdoors. Wow, so, awesome. Cool deal. Yeah. And uh, so I always, I don't know if it's just my way of feeling younger. <laughs> but I always have kids with me. And and to me, that, that just makes it easier to go and do it. Sure, you know? right, right. It just always have the kids along and they enjoy it um and for those out there that don't know tess at the time was in probably her freshman year or yeah she was probably younger younger than than that that. yeah Yeah. tess was a senior now she's a senior now so tess was probably you know 13 years old slimer started bow or started trapping with me when he was really little and so did tess and noah noah um, of course, Noah's not a kid anymore. Right. <laughs> yeah. you know. But it's a cool deal. I mean, you, so when you started going to these tournaments, you had Tess, you had Noah, and Slimer, and they were all in their early teens. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, so that's... that's that actually, you- that actually, you probably, I don't know whether you remember this or not, you and I had a couple conversations about this because of your AMS Big 30 tournament. Yes. was a three-man team. Yes. And it made it hard for me because... Right. Tess and Slimer were my team, and because it was only a three-man team, I had to do all the driving. Right. Oh, you know? that's right. And it, yep. it limited. In fact, the one year Absolutely. I had that surgery on my leg and my foot, and so not only was I doing all the driving, but I couldn't right. couldn't uh, do a whole lot on the boat. Yep. That's the year that Tess and Slimer really got it figured out. We were shooting your tournament that night in, in really hazardous conditions, and we were on really big fish, and I popped the stitches in my foot that oh, night. Oh, we had oh. to motor back across the lake. Tess had to run like... Two three hundred yards up to my truck to get my boot that I was supposed to be wearing. Oh, supposed man. to be wearing <laughs> my crutches, and but we put a bunch of fish in the boat that night, and Tess and Slimer literally put every one of them fish in the boat. Oh, really? That's, that's awesome. I shot some of them, but yeah. they they put them in the boat. Wow, yeah. that's cool. I remember taking some pictures of Tess and Slimer holding those fish up. That was in Toma when you had it at that time. Yep, and. And I remember yep. Slimer because we were in sixth place for the longest time. <laughs> and Slimer kept pacing back and forth in front of that big board that he upgraded her, you know, all yep. on there. And I kept telling him, I'm saying, buddy, there's a lot of big boats coming in yet, you know. And you know how it is in them big tournaments. The guys they kind of wait till the end. One, they yeah. wait till the end anyway, yep. you know. But yeah, that was that was a. A good tournament. Yep. And it's just, to me, even last year, I had a kid on the boat every single tournament except for the wow. Oklahoma tournament. That's awesome. Yeah, um, it is. And I use the kids a lot for scouting. The You know, a lot. there's a lot of kids in town. I couldn't even tell you how many kids are in town that go bow fishing with me. There's a lot of them. Mm-hmm. 
Yep. You guys don't get to see them because they don't make it to the tournament. But they're part of my team. Them are the guys, they're the ones helping me scout. You know, even if it's just a ride along in a truck with me, if I'm right. running over to the Mississippi to check something out before a tournament, I grab call a couple yeah. kids up, and you know, and the parents and, and are really good about you know they know that they know what your deal is. Yeah. Yep. And and they you know I tell them you can sleep on the couch. I'll bring them home in the morning. You yeah. Know, or whatever because you know how it is a lot of times sun's coming up when you're coming mm-hmm. home mm-hmm. so yeah it, the kids there's a lot of them that are part of the team that we don't see the tournament guys don't get to see right. the kids mm-hmm. but no, i think that's such a cool thing jody that you're you know you've been shooting these tournaments with you know high school kids in your boat i mean that's a really cool deal you know hats mm-hmm. off to you for getting them nice. involved in the sport and shooting with them yeah. that's that's awesome i think i i don't know where i heard it but it, this goes across the board for hunting fishing bow fishing the most important people in that sport is the next generation absolutely to keep that sport growing and prospering you know absolutely so i think that's that's awesome you got kids in your boat all the time Heck yeah that's awesome next question after taking second place in the Big 20 at the BAA Worlds here in Wisconsin, we saw you get a little emotional. Can you explain a little bit of that for us? Well, I can try. <laughs> <laughs> that was a really cool tournament because that that was 2015, and in that year it was a friend of mine and Tess and Slimer were our team. And... The, the other friend of mine, the other adult, he could not shoot that tournament. And so we kind of didn't think we were going to shoot it. And <laughs> the more I got thinking about it, I thought, you know, we really need to do that. It might never be here again. Right. You know? Wisconsin. Mm-hmm. Just to go see what it's all about. You know, yeah. at that time we were, I think we did maybe place once that year in a tournament before <laughs> that. Just got lucky at some tournament or something. Wow. But I ended up talking to, to Danny, Slimer's dad. Mm-hmm. And asked him if he wanted to. Well, he's a farmer, and not a little farmer. He, you know, they're cash croppers. They do. They're busy. Yep. Well, they were combining wheat that week before the <laughs> tournament, and I actually was putting up hay for my wife's horses. And so I'm like, you know, if we do it, let's just go do it to be involved in it. You know, it's, don't expect to do anything. Danny had never shot before. He had been on my boat one time, I think, just to see what this thing is. Wow. I'm taking Slimer out doing all the time. <laughs> oh, my gosh. So he ended up agreeing to do it. Friday night, we took off, went over there. Um, I said, we got to at least go find some fish. Just go to one night. Yeah. One night for the worlds here in yeah. Wisconsin. I had oh a friend goodness. of mine who grew up on the Mississippi River, and uh, we went out there and looked at a few spots. We went, actually got out just before it got dark and uh, kind of looked at the lay of the, the water there and we started we found a few fish and we were trying to get to another spot and didn't realize that you couldn't get across this big area out there well you know we ended up using the fan in fact i had your old boat then yep. that was that old uh the tracker that tracker 1860 yep. yeah <laughs> and uh all of a sudden we come on this big flat and it was just loaded with these wow. big fish mm. wow and I said, we got to get out of here. We don't want anybody to see us monkeying around out here. Turn the lights off. Yeah, let's go. (laughs) So we went, and obviously the next day we we stayed in a motel down there, and the next day we went down to Cabela's there and signed up for the tournament, and... 
and walked around looking at all the boats. We didn't really know hardly anybody. We knew a few of the guys in the WBA sure. and knew yep. you. And, yep. and uh, I kept telling them on the way there. And of course, it was a pretty good drive from Prairie du Chien to, to where we ended up fishing. And I kept telling them, we're following all these boats down the road. <laughs> oh, don't you hate that? You know, and the kids are like, oh, are they going to the same spot? Because I had told them, hey, so these are the best around. We're not the only ones that found them fish. You yeah. Know? Yep. So we get to the boat launch, and sure enough, there's nine trucks there. Oh, oh man. And, and we're the last one because we didn't pre-register for the tournament or nothing. And we're putting in, and we had met this guy that had campground there. And I asked him, I said, well, where'd all them boats go? And he goes, they all went north but one. He went south. And we were going south. And oh. so we headed south, and I said, I said to Tess and Simon, I said, get up there on that deck and look and see if you can see that boat. And it's a, it was a big black airboat. Yep. And uh, they saw it, and he was staged about a half mile upstream from where we had found okay. that big fish the night before. Yep. And so we went about a half mile downstream, and of course we're all sitting out there waiting for it yeah, to get dark. Right, Nobody right. wants to go in on your uh, spot, you know. <laughs> and you, you don't really want to go that way because you don't want him, you know, it's, yep, you're thinking absolutely. about all kinds of mm-hmm. stuff. Oh, yeah. So it got dark, and we started moving our, around in there, and them fish were still there. Wow, cool! And still there. We started shooting them, and and uh, <laughs> in fact, I remember Simon. He Simon Slimer shot the biggest fish of the night, and it wasn't huge. It was a twenty-four pounder, something like that. We just put that in the boat, and I got a text from Jeb and Coggin wanting to know how we were doing. Yeah, you know? and I said, "Hey, we just put our twentieth big fish in the boat you know we're sitting on a sandbar here taking a break and i could tell by his non-response <laughs> that they weren't really they were happy. having troubles <laughs> so we fished all night and it turns out that that airboat that was there um they were some southern boys yep. and uh they were really good to us because they could have pushed us off that spot really easy if they wanted to with that boat they had, you know. Mm-hmm. Yep. But they didn't. They kept about a half mile away from us the whole night. And you know, as it turned out, they took first place. Right. Oh, we took right. second Gosh. place, so we were yep. on the right fish. And that just goes to show what people can do. You don't. You didn't know that guy in the airboat. And he didn't know you. Mm-mm. But yet you can work together. In fact, I felt bad because... Everything kind of happened so fast then after that, you know, you get back to the way in, blah, blah, yeah. blah. And yeah. I never even got a chance to talk to them guys. I did end up connecting with them on social media afterwards and thanking them for oh, that know, was cool. not being yeah. pushy or anything. Right. Mm-hmm. But, but that just goes to show how you can work together. Yeah. And look at he finished first and you finished second. Yeah. And you yep. stayed your distances, so that's a cool deal yeah. for yep. tournaments. Yeah. We got back to the boat launch and we were running short on time. And of course, as you know, on the Mississippi, you're on the wrong side of the railroad tracks. Mm-hmm. You're always nervous about that because you got to get across the yep. railroad tracks to get out to the highway. And I mean, we were literally going to about five, six minutes is about how much leeway we had here. And Tess and Slimer. Not enough for a train stop, was no, it? No, no. Tess and Slimer up there weighing the fish and trying to get them somewhat sorted, you know, and, and cleaning the boat, getting the weeds out of the boat and stuff yep. like that. And we're heading back to the to Cabela's and we pull in the, the parking lot and get in line. To, to weigh in and everybody we can we're watching everybody you know we're really new at this and yeah. everybody's walking from boat to boat and looking in everybody's boat and 
Everybody's just walking right on by us. In fact, you were the only person, Matt, that stopped and looked in our boat. Oh, really? Yeah. And then you come up to the window of the truck. Yep. And you said... You're going to win this. Oh, man. <laughs> and I knew better because I knew that black airboat was yeah. behind me. Yep, yep. And I had talked to them guys at the ramp, and I knew they had us beat by a couple pounds of fish, you know. And, mm-hmm. and uh, so anyway, to kind of get to your question, <laughs> obviously I've been avoiding that. <laughs> I think um, it was a cool part of the tournament. Oh, yeah. They were the cool deal. So we were all sitting there, and by that, we were sitting there in the little... Uh, lean-to tent or whatever you want to mm-hmm. call it and everybody's waiting for the awards so well by that time i knew we had got second place right but i hadn't told anybody yet i hadn't told danny simon or tess and uh i was sitting there looking at at tess and at simon and uh i was wondering what they're thinking you yeah, know? yeah everybody's tired you right. know you I don't know if they're grasping what's, what's about to happen. Sure, you sure. Know? And yep. right then is when I I realized they're going to remember this. Absolutely. And Absolutely. the reason I knew that is because when I was a kid, mm-hmm. I had an uncle that he did everything with me. Yep. Um, he took me fishing. My dad was always busy. He owned his own business. Well, in 1982, while him and I were elk hunting, he got killed. He got struck by lightning. Oh, oh my wow. gosh. Wow. And I remembered that while I was sitting there looking at Tess and Simon. Sure. Knowing, of course, they're going to remember this. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And so... I hope they do. Absolutely. <laughs> you know, oh, yeah. Absolutely. Yep. It was... Uh, absolutely. It was really cool. And I had to tell Danny because I wanted the kids to have our Chasing Scale shirts. That year, Simon had designed these shirts on, on the internet. Okay. And we had these Chasing Scales. And on the back, it said, yee, yee. <laughs> <laughs> you know? And uh, I told Danny, I said, you might want to go take uh, Tess and Simon over to... Uh, to the truck and have them put their chasing scale shirts on cool danny kind of looked at me and he goes yeah i said i think we got second place (laughs) oh my gosh and he's like no way i'm like yeah i think so so it it was it was really cool and you know what at the time we didn't know any of them people Mm -hmm. i mean i knew tony and 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 you guys yeah i knew jeb and i knew eric a little bit but uh so no, it was a really cool deal, and and that's that whole deal with my uncle is probably the real reason why sure. I do okay. as much stuff as I do. That's awesome. Uh, that's an awesome story. That is. I, I have an awesome. Story. I have goosebumps. Yeah. That was that was that was just an amazing. The way you told it was just spectacular. Absolutely. Yeah. And I I remember that Jody. I remember we were underneath, like you said, that tent down there. Yeah. And I remember they were going through and listing out the winners and stuff. And I remember, and I saw you and how emotional you got, and I and I knew that your heart was into this. Mm-hmm. And, well, and what made cool it thing. what made it even better was the the decision to ask Danny. 
Yes. So it was father, daughter, father, son. Oh, right. 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 You know, otherwise, and it would have been awesome if Andrew, our other partner, could have done it too, but it was even better that it was Danny. Wow. That's, that's awesome. And mm. obviously, Danny's been hooked ever since. <laughs> yes, know? I see him all the time. Though. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but that's yeah. just a, such a cool story. That you is. Know? Yeah. That's, that's um, awesome. You know, you were, you were saying that you hope that Tess and, and Slam remember that. I remember that. Yeah. I remember that moment, right. yeah. seeing you and what that meant for you to do that well. So hats off again to you, Jody, for doing that. That's, 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 yeah, absolutely. That's just awesome. Yep. yep. That's just totally awesome. Yeah. Well, Jody, we know that you put your time in scouting and preparing for tournaments. Take us through the weeks leading up to the 2018 AMS Big 20 tournament and just how you went about preparing yourself for that first, tournament. First of all, how many miles did you put on? <laughs> <laughs> A lot. A lot. <laughs> there was two oil changes involved. <laughs> oh, my goodness. In the, in the week. Eight days. I call it eight days. It actually was more than that because it, anybody that, that tries to compete in them bigger tournaments, they're already thinking about They've already looked at the date that you got set. Right. And, yep. and there's a lot of different things you can do. Um, you know, you look back at some pictures, or you look back at tournament results. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Last year's particular tournament, um, <clears throat> the weekend before that, actually two weekends before that, there was a, a big tournament that right. was a statewide tournament. Wisconsin Open. Yep. Mm-hmm. Carpzilla or yep. Wisconsin Open. And we had done a fair amount of scouting for that. Mm-hmm. Um Ended up on Green Bay. A storm kind of messed us up there, but still shot some nice fish, you know. Yeah. Well, then the next weekend was the WBA Green Bay tournament, and I said to Noah, I'm like, you know, we really don't need to scout Green Bay. Right. I mean, Green Bay is Green Bay. It's either going to be good or it's not for WBA tournament anyway. Mm-hmm. So we took that night, the Friday night before that tournament, to scout a couple spots for the AMS just to kind of get a feel for what was going on in a couple different spots on the, in the state, you know. And, sure. And then we shot the tournament, the WBA tournament, which actually ended up being a really good tournament. Just knowing I shot, we had actually scouted. We got back to Green Bay that night at like 3 o'clock in the morning, and we went out and just did a little quick run never saw fish in fact we run into the peas and jab and nobody was seeing any fish we went to the motel and slept next day we got up did some day scout and trying to yep. see what was going on sure. out there and about 5 30 that night of the wba tournament we literally saw these big fish swimming in from the lake and swimming really and we knew nobody else had seen them because they were just Just, coming in yeah a fresh batch yeah (laughs) and so no one i actually uh we took second in that tournament also (laughs) second was our deal last year we did (laughs) well actually going back to the world's second right yep (laughs) but so then after that tournament uh you sit down on monday and Sunday, you obviously you're resting. Monday, you try and figure out what you're going to do. And and I picked out, I ended up scouting 31 different bodies of oh water. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my kidding gosh. For that tournament. And what, you know. Hold on one second there. Did you all hear that? <laughs> that was 31 lakes that Jody scouted for the oh, AMS Big 20. I don't know year. if I've bullfished on 31 <laughs> lakes total. And you were just scouting those bodies of water. That 
That's well, dedication um, right there. Some of that, some of that is, and maybe it's a lake you've been on before, and so yes. it don't take you very long. Right, sure. You zoom over there, you hop up on the deck, you make it to, you know, through your best weed bed, and mm-hmm. you look at what's there, you got an idea, and like I tell people, a lot of scouting isn't trying to find your fish, it's trying to figure out what everybody else is on. Right. You know? Absolutely. And, mm-hmm. and obviously with last year's tournament, it you had to kind of know what was going on all over because of the storm that ended up coming through. Yes. And, yep. and the other thing that, that we do really well, and Danny helps out a lot with this, is the equipment. Okay. You yep. know, yep. you're... You you got to have your equipment ready, ready to, go, to rock and roll. You know, and mm-hmm. if, depending what kind of equipment you're using, you know, on a tournament, you're probably better off having two, right? You yeah. know, because right. you don't have time to fix it. You mm-hmm. know, right? You know, some of these tournaments, I literally have a, I have a schedule written out. You know, if it's a tournament where I might be bouncing to four or five bodies of water in the same night, or or four or five different spots on the same body of water, I know that, you know, I got to be at this spot at this time, and I got to leave for this spot, and and well, you know, you don't have time to be fixing stuff, and, right? But you better have the equipment with you, you know, for to fix your fan or, you know, trolling stuff motor. or trolling motors yeah, are a big thing for guys. Yeah, lights. Mm-hmm. Um, have your boat wired so that you don't lose all your lights if something happens right. or, you know, on mm-hmm. your truck. Make sure, you know, your tournament. Absolutely. Your tournament, you got to come back with the same truck yep. you left on. Yep. You know? yep. In fact, I think if you look out the window, you can see the number still on the corner of my windshield <laughs> that you paint on the window. <laughs> yep. You know? yep. And, and that, that's all part of our prep. Um, right. And that's part of where you look for the best equipment. You know, you don't want your equipment yep. breaking down. No. That's a great point, Jody is equipment not only in your boat and what you're shooting your vehicle mm-hmm. you know bearings in your trailer that's all mm-hmm. you know you need to get back to weigh-ins yep. for these big yep. tournaments and you're driving down the interstate with you know you're coming back to a tournament on a sunday morning and mm-hmm. you know you're, there's other families out on the road and you need right. your vehicle to be right trustworthy right and you're driving a speed limit on the interstate so. yeah <laughs> Yeah, that's one thing we tr- we're. I don't like it when guys. Oh, you do that? Yeah, it's pretty crazy sometimes after yeah. some tournaments. Though. And it's unnecessary, especially in these long tournaments, right? You know. Yep. I mean, yep. your tournament last year, we drove four hours to get to where we were going. Hmm. Oh my gosh! You know, so a lot of things can go wrong in that time. Absolutely. You know? Absolutely. So I guess my point there is. T- Driving like an idiot leaving Marshfield mm-hmm. is really not very smart because right. you're going to be driving for another two hours, three hours, whatever it is for yep. a lot of them guys anyway. Sure. You know, it's better to be safe. I'd so, say. one question for you, Jody. I know we have this when we're shooting a lot of big tournaments. We have a routine when we get the boat landing whose job is to do what so we can get the boat off the trailer and into the water and the vehicle parked and we can leave as quick as possible everybody kind of has a job do you guys have that with, with yeah with well with us it's pretty easy because danny and i are the only two that have driver's right. license sure but danny's a farmer he can back that trailer in really good <laughs> yep we actually have a new option last year that helped a lot i have 
lights mounted on the back of my boat that I can flip on so that some of these boat launches that are not lit, mm, absolutely, you yeah. can see to back that boat in, and that right. makes a big difference. Absolutely. If, if Danny can just back that sucker in and I unload it and he's back off, you know, parking the truck, versus two or three ins and outs uh-huh. to run around the truck and look because you can't yep. see anything. Right. You know, some of the, especially on the Mississippi, some of them boat launches back in them things are... And some are so steep. You They're steep, they're you steep. lose the boat. You can't see the boat, nothing. Right. Or they're wooded. You know, yes. they're real dark and wooded. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, that's very important to, to uh, have yep. that routine. Everybody, when they get in the boat, you know, Simon's usually getting the, the uh, reels and, the, mm-hmm. and the, the arrows put on everybody's boat. Uh, last year, Noah was a big part of our team, and... He's always really good at getting the bows and all that stuff ready, yeah. and get. He knows what kind of tip everybody likes to shoot. We all kind of got our own tip that mm-hmm. we shoot, um, mm-hmm. and that works out good. Sure. Um, do you study maps of lakes, Jody, or do you find it's more beneficial for as yourself? You've got a lot of past history with lakes and bodies of water. You know where to go and look quick. Do you check out new areas, or do you just kind of stick with the with your what you what you know about those bodies of water? That's one thing that you catch yourself in is wanting to always go back to uh, the same exactly. spot. Yes, you know? exactly. In fact, the spot that we did really well on uh, the worlds in 2015, that spot hasn't been very good since then. No kidding, and it. Everything changes. The Mississippi this year was really difficult because the water was so high. The weeds all grew so tall that when the water did go back down, nothing looked the same. Right. And I actually use a lot of Google Maps and stuff like that for scouting. I spend spend as much time (laughs) looking at maps as I do at the body of water. Mm -hmm. One thing, you know... That you look for a lot of time is clean water, and you can see that clean see that. water on them on your Google Maps. Right, right. You know, absolutely. Get, and then you know, you look for a spot that's got fish, and then you look for another spot that looks like that exactly. on the map. Yes, you know, to exactly. find your spot. Um, hmm. I know. <clears throat> just by you saying that, um, a couple years ago we were down shooting the BPS U.S. Open in Missouri. And it was an odd year down there, and the lakes were like 25 feet above Summer Pool. So we were shooting, there's trees that we're driving over top yeah. of. Yeah. And we found buffs, and exactly what you just said is, so we looked at our maps, and every spot that was like the spot that we found buffs in, we found buffs in those other spots too. You know, so remember that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I do a lot of day scouting, and yeah. you do that. To see stuff that you can't see at night. Right. You get on a body of water you've never been on before, and all of a sudden you come up to a to a, a weed bed or a, say it's a rice, wild rice, and it looks like it goes for miles. But in reality, it's only 20, 30 yards wide, and on the other mm-hmm. side of it, something really nice. A big flat. Well, at night, you're not going to be able to see that. Right. You know? Yep. yep. The other thing that I, have, I do scouting is... 
I work with other teams. Yeah. I mean, yep. you know, sometimes I go out and Josh Knutes, and I've gone with Josh quite a bit where we just go out. We're looking for two totally different things because mm-hmm. they're numbers guys and, right. and we're not. Yep. Well, in fact, even for, for your tournament last year, um, I, we were on a lake in northern Wisconsin and we were backing into this lake and I looked and... and uh, there was uh, Dave Wilhelm, Fred from F and D Archery's sure, yeah, partner. Yeah, yeah, and he was all by himself. He's getting ready to put his boat in, you know. And I'm like, Dave, I said, why don't you just get in with us? Yeah, you know, this yeah. lake's not that big. We're all going to look at the same stuff mm-hmm. anyway, right? So either you're going to go out there and look at it after I've hit it, or I'm going to go look at it after you hit it. Yeah. Why not we just get in the same boat and we go look at it? Sure. That night, that was Wednesday <laughs> before the tournament, Slimer shot his biggest common carp ever. Mm. And I believe Dave, if it wasn't his biggest, yeah. it was one. And they were both in the mid-30s. Right. Ooh. I remember you telling me that there was some big fish. Yeah. Big commons. Wow. Big commons. That little lake, the funny, I got a funny, I could tell you a funny story about scouting (laughs) in 2016 when i was scouting for your tournament i was over on the river and i didn't have anybody to go scout with me that night and i knew it was just going to be testing slimer shooting the tournament with me but i wanted to make sure the fish were still there so i convinced my wife and Tess. (laughs) i said Let's just run over there. From my house to the Mississippi River is an hour. Yeah. To get to this spot's an hour and 20 minutes. Yep. I said, let's just run over there. We'll make a quick sweep over that flat. Uh, test count the fish. Uh, you know, we're, I don't remember the number that night. We are maybe 25. I told her to count any fish over 25 that she thought, you know. So we make this loop, and sure enough, there was them big fish were there. <laughs> so we're going, I told the wife, we'll stop someplace and have something to eat or something, you know. Yeah. And we're heading back up the river, heading back to the boat launch, and here comes a boat coming down the river, and he's flashing his lights at me. And I'm like, well, he obviously wants to talk to me. I had no idea who this guy was. Yeah. But we pull up next to him, and uh, we grab onto each other's boat, and this guy calls himself the bowfishing guru or something like that. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> He's got this carp scale tattoo on his arm. You know? And we're talking, and, and we're, you know, because we're on the river, we're floating down the river, yeah. you know. And I'm every once in a while I'm looking at my phone, and we're literally floating right to my spot. And I'm like, you know, that I kind of knew who Corey is, yeah. but I didn't yeah. know him that well, you sure. know. And I didn't want to say, oh heck, we gotta go, you know. Yeah. And, and so we're talking, and all we all had our lights off. We're just floating down the river. It was a beautiful night out, you know. And all of a sudden, I can hear these fish flopping around. Oh, you know? my gosh. And I'm looking wow. at my phone, and we're lit, we're right smack on top of my oh, spot. Still, still connected. And still we're connected. still hanging on to each other's boat. <laughs> and Corey Brosman reaches over, flips his lights on, and he goes... Oh, look at these fish. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, well, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so we leave, and uh, the next day when we get to Marshfield yeah. for the uh, 
registration, Corey sees me and he comes right over to the table. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we got to talk, buddy. We got to talk. <laughs> and he says, uh, where we saw them fish last night, is that? I said, that's exactly where I'm right. starting. Yep. Yep. And he says, well, we have another spot that's just up from there. He says, uh, we're going to start up there. But he says, I'm going to be honest with you. If it gets to be, you know, 11, 12 o'clock and we don't have nothing going on, we're going to come down here. And I'm like, that's fine. Yeah. This is a big area, you know. Sure. And that's the year Simon ended up getting sick. Yeah. And he ended up climbing underneath the deck and... Tess and I, we shot a bunch of fish, but the, after we shot like our third fish, we knew we were in trouble. They spawned out during yes, the night. They did. they did that. And yeah. so we lost a bunch of weight. And mm-hmm. and sure enough, about 11 o'clock, here come Corey, come <laughs> down there. And it worked out good because if I remember right, he had his pontoon boat that yes. year. Yep. And he couldn't get into the thick weeds with that trolling motor. Sure. And so we'd go over to thick weeds with the fan, and that would kind of push them fish out to the edge and we kind of chased them we went around in circles for a few hours like that and it worked out real well neither one of us placed in a tournament but we were in the we were definitely both of us in the top yeah. third and Yep. I know Corey, I remember Corey was doing a little filming while he was down there also, and he was sending me pictures of these comments. Oh, during the day, it's crazy. During the daytime, it was nuts. Yeah. Yeah. He's like, look at this. You know, he sent me a picture of like a 35 just plump four eggs, and I'm like, ooh, boy, Mm -hmm. that's a good fish. So to finish that story with Corey, now in the last two, three years, (laughs) we always seem to end up on the same body of water. (laughs) So I'm pretty sure... Are you sure you didn't put a tracking device? No, yeah, I, I think Mr. Schillinger over here is kind of giving him the key on where to... <laughs> this little lake that I was just talking about yes. up in northern Wisconsin. Almost, I'm driving up yes. there, and Corey calls me, and he says, Hey, have you been down to the river yet? And I said, Yeah, I've been down there a couple nights this week. He said, Well, it's not very good tonight. And he was right. Thursday night, all of a sudden, all them big fish that everybody had on the Mississippi disappeared. They just were gone. <laughs> yep. And so he goes, yeah, well, me and uh, Al here, we're heading to another lake. He says, you ever hear of such and such a lake? And I'm like, are you kidding me? That's exactly where we're going <laughs> oh right now. Oh, my gosh. You know, I told him, I said, there's 15,000 <laughs> named lakes in the state of Wisconsin, and you're going to the same 200-acre yep. lake <laughs> I am. You know? wow. So it was pretty funny. And then last year, I told you, 31 lakes I scouted in yep. the night of the tournament we went to a lake that I hadn't scouted. Oh, right. Wow. Yeah. Out of 31 lakes that you scouted, you didn't go to this lake, and you finished second, second place last year in the Big 20. Yeah. Oh, my Lord. By four pounds or something. That's awesome. And I actually, we should have made one more pass, and we pro- we weighed a 16-pound fish. So we needed one more. That was your more. smallest fish with a 16-pounder? Yes. Okay. We needed one more 20, and if we'd have made one more pass, we probably would have got it. But as you wow. remember, my outboard had blown up on Wednesday, yep. and I, I wasn't sure if it was going to make it back to the boat launch right. with that big load of fish in it or not. And so right. I said, we got to go. We got to oh. go. You know, it's a pretty long boat ride across that to get back to the boat landing and sure if the motor blew up i had my kicker which we could have got across yep there. yep yeah we had plenty of time because if you remember we pulled you stopped up, here and took a picture we of the stopped shot. in the yes. parking lot oh, and man. took a picture That's out right. in front of the <laughs> yeah that was cool yeah that so. was cool 
Yeah. Well, that was awesome, Jody. Yeah, we really, absolutely. we really had a blast having you here on the Bowfishing oh, Buzz podcast. Yeah. It was great having you tell us these stories, and I think it's just awesome that you do a lot of work with the Wisconsin Bowfishing Association. Last year, you were the secretary. This year, you stepped up and you're the vice president. Um, I think I might have stepped down. <laughs> <laughs> the secretary this year—that's uh, got a lot. It's yeah, got a lot of work. A lot of work involved in that, yeah. yeah we got a lot of good things going on with the WBA now. Sure. Uh, we have, uh, we're we're trying, we're going to try something new this year with all our representatives. We're asking them to make contact with their local lake associations and try and rekindle them relationships. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. You know, that all of that stuff happened way before my time, even. Right. When, when the nighttime bow fishing first became legal, it's my understanding that it was Lake associations are ones that helped get that done because they wanted something done with the carp. Carp. Mm -hmm. And I think we've kind of let them, that relationship kind of go to the side a little sure, bit and sure as you all know there's certain complaints that happen with bow fishing and hopefully we can uh rekindle them relationships yeah. and that, that's help exciting. educate both sides on right. what needs to be done times change you know and and uh hopefully get more people to join the wisconsin bow fishing yep. Yep. for sure that's awesome you know you, you do a ton of work and you know get involved with i know every year when we have our ams you know and wisconsin bow fishing association youth event you're always there mm-hmm. every year to help take kids out you yep. know and just having you know your stories with with tess and and slimer in the boat and noah that's that's awesome that's that's really a neat deal that you take them kids to those tournaments they're going to remember that forever yep. they will you know absolutely that's just awesome and and once again, congratulations, Jody, on the 2018 Wisconsin Bowfishing Association Team of the Year mm-hmm. in the Big 30 Division. Thanks for being with us on the Bowfishing Buzz podcast, Jody. All right. Thanks. Wow. Wow is all I can say. I knew Jody was going to be a good guest to have on for the AMS Bowfishing Buzz podcast, but some of those stories gave me goosebumps. That was pretty impressive. That's I'm so glad he came in. Yeah. That was that was awesome. He's on his way back now. He's got how long of a drive? He's got a little over an hour drive. Yeah, and the right freezing now. cold, negative 50 degree temps, but yep, yep. just amazing stories. Some great insight, too, on tournament yep. fishing as well. Absolutely. One thing that's really impressive with Jody, you heard him say it. He didn't start shooting tournaments until 2014. I was actually shocked when I heard that. Yes. I was expecting, you know, mid 2000s, 2010, yeah. but no, it wasn't that long ago. No, and he has done just a great job. Competing in the Wisconsin Bow Fishing Association tournaments, he puts his time and he puts his travels in. Um, just does a great job, and we hope that our guest enjoyed listening to Jody tell us telling us about his stories. Um, you know, tournaments from starting bow fishing in 1960s. Yeah, that, that semi story. Yeah. Oh my gosh, that's crazy. That's pretty awesome. Oh, very that's cool. Awesome. Very cool. But all of us here at the Bow Fishing Buzz Podcast hope you enjoyed. Episode 3 of Season 1 here, Tournament Talk. We're actually going to talk about more tournaments in this here podcast, but what do we do? We uh, we got so enthralled <laughs> listening to Jody that I kind of forgot about the sec- second part of the, the podcast. Absolutely. So, so maybe next, we- next week or whenever we do another one, it'll be Tournaments 2.0. Absolutely. Another, yep. another one about tournaments. Another one about tournaments because we didn't even finish our, get into our, our second part of the Tournament no. Talk. So no. this is coming up. On episode four. <laughs> can't wait. That was a blast listening to him talk. I, I love doing these, so I can't wait for I can't wait for the next one. Absolutely. So 
from the Bowfishing Buzz Podcast presented by AMS Bowfishing. We hope you enjoyed this episode. We will see you on episode four. Thanks for listening, guys. <laughs>